Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the tuxedo mask to his Sailor Moon, Michael Howard. Wow. You, okay. <laughs> you reached deep. I mean, do you even have, would you have a response to that one, Michael, if I nope. said that to you? No, I got nothing. Okay. If only my sister were here, she yeah, would have say, I, I watched Sailor Moon like in high school, and I honestly don't remember anything about it, other than those two characters were in it. Fair enough. Let me see. Let me Google Sailor Moon catchphrase, and then I will say to you, for love and justice, the pretty guardian in sailor suit, Sailor Moon. In the name <laughs> of the moon, I'll punish you. <laughs> Wasn't there a song? There was like a theme song or something? Michael, I don't know. Sailor Moon. Go on. Here and there and everywhere. <laughs> My name is Sailor Moon, and I'm here to say. I, I think Sailor I just I think I just made the Gummy Bear song into. Yo, you definitely did. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Michael, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. How about you, buddy? I'm doing okay. Um, Sora spent the 20 minutes before this recording uh, eating about two pounds of grass to <clears throat> solve a digestive issue. So hmm. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for any uh, sonic nightmare she unleashes <laughs> in the background of this episode. Just. <laughs> Throw that out there for everyone. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. Um, Michael, I have uh, some big news from Twitter. Are you you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me sit down. Yeah. Okay, I'm sitting. They just announced a new feature. Oh. Are you... Are they going to actually block people who do hate speech and threaten other countries with annihilation? No, no, that's already a feature. Mm. Uh, that's what that one's pretty much baked into the platform. Mm. Um, no, they're, they're not doing anything that anyone asked for, like, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to, uh, stop the spread of fake news or Russian bots that are, like, tracked and known to spread fake news. Mm-hmm. They're not adding an edit button. Uh, they're an not. An edit button down. would be a terrible idea. Yeah, no, I, like that. Yeah, that way Donald Trump could fix his dumb thoughts. Well, also, um, if you liked, if you liked the post or like retweeted it, and then somebody changed it, and then it would be like, oh, this guy liked something that said like, I wear diapers, RT. If you like it, that and especially given the platform, like people would do that. They no, would for be sure. like, it's like just posting. It's like, oh, I love cats, and that'll get like you know a million retweets, and then <laughs> I like eating duck farts. Well. Like, they already do it now because you can change your your display name. And so, like, Seth MacFarlane retweeted somebody or liked this tweet, and then he changed it to, like, Family Guy porn scenes or something like that. I mean, that is exactly what I would do if Seth MacFarlane <laughs> For sure. retweeted one of my tweets. I mean, that's um, – but actually, Michael, uh, Twitter is expanding to 280 characters. Uh, double the Twitter, double the fun. But But why? Because whenever I go on that website, <laughs> I want more of it. Yeah, That's all I, I I'm want always thinking Twitter. like, man, I wish that this person could have said more stuff. I do wonder though, is everyone just misspelling everything on Twitter because they don't, they have to conserve space? Or is there just going to be more misspellings? It's just going to be more words misspelled and there's going to be like more slurs per tweet now. It's got to really, I mean, now you can probably pack them all in, which is a real treat for everyone else on, on Twitter. But, um, yeah, Michael, that's just going to be, um, you know, no one asked for that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of all the, of all the problems facing Twitter, I always thought not having enough room to make bad jokes was, uh, was the leading, the leading issue of the platform. I mean, I always liked the 140 characters because it makes you be concise. It makes you edit yourself and not use too many words. And I'll be honest, like my favorite, like, joke structure at of the internet age is probably the like not finishing a thought on twitter <laughs> like just having like running out of characters mm-hmm. and now you just got to work even harder it, it's going to be like writing a book report in you know sixth grade you're just you're just bullshitting in there now <laughs> you're just putting random shit in the middle and hoping your teacher doesn't have the wherewithal to see it after grading 30 papers although now like those threads that were 30 tweets will only have to be 15 tweets so there's that I did see something because Nate Silver posted that they're actually testing a thread tool. So you can just have all your tweets in a row and just hit go, which it, I mean, for the reader, it's still shit. But at least they don't have to like wait while someone types out their thoughts for 90 minutes. <laughs> and at that point, hey, guys, let's just write a blog post. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there was that. Wasn't there a service called like Tweet Longer or something like that that people mm-hmm. used for a little bit? Yeah. Twitter probably killed that. Because they do that with most of their API stuff. <laughs> Any, anything someone finds useful about a, a Twitter app, 
Twitter will eventually kick. You know what else pisses me off about Twitter? <laughs> uh, I'd love to find out. Well, sometimes when I when I go to tweet, I will put a URL in there, and it'll be a pretty short URL. It'll be something like four or five letters dot com, and it claims that it shortens them for me, but all of a sudden it it takes away more characters than I have put into the URL. Sure. That pisses me off because I'm like, if I put in like ESPN.com, for example, that should only be eight characters. But all of a sudden it's like, oh, you use 17 characters. And I was like, no, fuck you. I didn't. Hmm. That is a problem. You know? Get it together, Twitter. I know. Seriously. That is the biggest problem facing Twitter, I think, right now. Is that. Um, <laughs> I might. I might disagree. I might. <laughs> I might take issue with that statement. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, Michael, that is a pretty white guy statement to make. So I think, yeah, for this show, we can go with that one. <laughs> well, Michael, what do you got going on for you this week? Um, you know, I actually have a a follow-up to our, our Mad Pooper story from yesterday or from last really? week. Okay, yeah, go on. Apparently, Charmin has offered the Mad Pooper a year's supply of toilet paper if she turns herself in. Um, that's a pretty bad deal. Because <laughs> one, we already know she doesn't want that charm. Exactly. And, like, she's not going for ultra soft. She's going for ultra strong. We know that. Mm -hmm. this, this lady goes to, to town with, with brawny man paper towels. Mm -hmm. She's not interested in, in some plush loving cotton. What would, what would turning yourself in, like, entail? Do you think that's a fine? Or do you think it's, like, community service or... I mean, at this point, she's probably racked up a couple charges on, like, indecent exposure because she pooped in front of two kids. Um, but yeah, I don't know what pooping in public really entails, legally but like, speaking. But, like, is it, I don't know, is it, is it indecent exposure if they don't actually catch you in the act? If they're just like, oh, we know that you expose yourself to poop here, and you're like, no, I just left poop there. <laughs> I just took it from somewhere else and I left it there. Is that a crime? Because poop is like, I mean, it's like biodegradable. It's natural. If I just it, put, it, if I just put some plant material out there, like no one's gonna find me. It is like biodegradable. That's great. That's a great it is point. like it is very similar to something that is biodegradable. Let me see. Charges for pooping in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just finding a. Uh... There, so there is a charge, uh, public uh, urination or defecation. Uh, I know this because a reporter was allegedly uh, arrested for pooping in someone's yard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would take that deal. I would probably just stop doing it. I mean, clearly she's not in this for any reward. The reward is pooping in someone's yard and, like, getting away with it. I don't think she cares. Like, if she turns herself in... Yeah, she'll probably do some community service. You know, I, I, she'll probably get some misdemeanor fines. Um, pretty sure she's going to be back at it again. Maybe not pooping, but she's going to be doing something for that thrill of getting away with just messing up someone's day. I kind of want to. I kind of want her to turn herself in and get a ridiculous lawyer and just like fight it all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Yeah, just take Mad it to Pooper. Supreme Court. <laughs> People v. Mad Pooper. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, you know, we already spent a lot of time on the on the Mad Pooper, but mm -hmm. thought that was a nice gesture by uh, by Charmin. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a nice PR play from Charmin. Mm -hmm. Just, hey, don't forget about us. Fuck those bears. It's all about Char <laughs> the Charmin bears. Yeah, OK. Yeah, Charmin's the bears. OK, never so mind. don't don't fuck the bears. Pause the bears for edit. Us. Pause for edit. Um, so, uh, I heard I heard you had some good stuff for me, mostly from well, you. Michael, you want to talk about our favorite topic, Flat Earth? Oh, all right. Yeah. Michael, if you had to go about proving that the Earth was flat, how would you do it? Proving that the Earth is flat? Um, I would... I don't know. Like, you can't... What if you were a rapper? What if you were B.O.B. specifically? <laughs> well, B. I mean... The, Atlanta the rapper... Way... The famed flat earth conspiracy theorist. The thing is, is that the only way to prove that the earth is flat or not flat is to go high enough up so you could either see the edge of the earth or you could see the fact that it was round. But that only works for the people who are up there, because even if you take pictures or video, the flat earth people will claim that it is CGI or fake or whatever. So you literally cannot prove that the earth is round. 
to these people. No. Well, uh, so B.O.B., he has launched a GoFundMe Mm -hmm. to launch one, if not multiple, satellites into space. Uh, He started with a $1,000 donation of his own, but once... Well, I'm actually, I just checked it. He wanted $200,000 to start. He's up to two a million Jesus for some reason. Christ. He's currently currently raised $2,100. But there are already lots of satellites in orbit. Yes. That's what uh, SpaceX those, does on a regular basis. Those are not specifically checking to see if the Earth is flat. And Michael, they're part of the system. They're lying to you. Also, every si- like sixth grade science class puts a balloon into space with right. a GoPro on it and can see mm-hmm. the curve of the Earth. But, yeah. um, no, that's fish actually, eye lens, Kush. It's fish yeah. eye lens. So B.O.B. actually said he wants to launch a satellite into orbit if possible, which implies that the Earth is not flat in the first place, but mm. that's what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? I It's interesting that he chose GoFundMe because GoFundMe has it's no rules, just right. You just get all the money that people give to you. <laughs> so B.O.B. doesn't necessarily have to do anything. Um, so he just, has a, he just has a million dollars. He's just a, well, right now he has $2,100, but there is one category, there is one comment on this post that I am in love with. It's on the GoFundMe page. It says, bro, I am totally with you on this. We cannot trust anything but our senses. The technology you're, you're using will make it appear that the Earth is round because of the curvature of the lenses mounted on your satellite. The only way to find out if the Earth is flat is by going to outer space yourself and ejecting yourself from the spacecraft because the window glass would also have a slight curvature, making the Earth look round. <laughs> then you have to get out of your spacesuit because the glass on your suit will curve the appearance of the Earth. So only then will you see the Earth is in fact flat. <laughs> And now I'm just really hoping that B.O.B. takes an airplane into space. Yeah. Just, and then jumps just out of straight it. up there. Just take yeah. like the SR-71 or whatever the hell that, that space plane is and just jump right out of it. Mm-hmm. There is something called the Museum of Conspiracy in New York that has donated uh, $5 to him. And now I want to go there very badly. <laughs> the Museum of Conspiracy. Can we take a, a tilt field trip to the Museum of Conspiracy? <laughs> it's just a bunch of stuff about Avril Lavigne being dead. That's another thing. So uh, the, we we talked a little bit about the Avril Lavigne uh, conspiracy theory mm-hmm. on one of these episodes, probably somewhere in the 20s. Um, apparently, Avril Lavigne is the most dangerous celebrity to do a Google search for. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, whoopsies. Oh, boy. I, I, haven't, I haven't really ever considered the dangers of what we do to <laughs> like our computers, but um, apparently, given the conspiracies surrounding her... Uh, Avril Lavigne, of all the celebrities in the world, are much more likely to be on sites that hackers target to input malware on the sites. And, you know, Why? You, sus- you suspect it on certain sites. But, you know, if you're just a truth seeker trying to find out about Avril Lavigne's doppelganger, you're not really suspecting that the sites you're visiting are <laughs> going to infect you with horrible, horrible malware. Well, but- if you're a real truth seeker, though... You're using all that VPN, so it bounces through like 17 different countries before it goes anywhere. So they can't track you. They can't track you because if you're seeking the truth, the government will find you and shut you down and send you to fake news sites. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how they get there. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, but I do wonder at a certain point, like, what does it – like, what if – B.O.B. actually does send a small satellite into Earth, which by small satellite, I do mean just being a balloon and a GoPro. Um, <laughs> For a million dollars. What if he just sees that the Earth is round? What do you think he, like, I mean, this is a man who wrote a diss track about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. This is what I'm saying. Like, I honestly don't think there's anything that he can see from a satellite that will prove to him. Did you hear that Kyrie Irving said that... Um, Apparently his his thing about the flat earth was just a some kind of tactic. For what? To like get in his opponent's minds? Uh, no, it was like to it was like to prove prove something about the, the media or bitch, I don't know. Don't call me bitch. Or <laughs> <laughs> wait. Let me let me go here. It was an exploitation tactic. I mean, if there's anyone who I like it literally spinned the world, your guy's world. It spinned the world into a frenzy, Irving said. It created a division. It became like, because I think different, because I believe that the world is flat, and you believe that the world is round, does that knock my intellectual ca- capacity or the fact that I can think different things than you can? Yeah, man. Sorry. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said for an athlete who just wants to play the media. Like, I'm fully on board with that. I don't give a shit. They have to put up with media being up their ass all the time. And you know what? 
I'm sure they're bored. I'm sure they like to have fun. I would troll the media nonstop. Well, yeah, because it takes away it takes away all of the other questions about the stuff you really don't want to talk about. If you're just right. like they ask you a question or like, hey, you missed that shot, you know, at the end of the game there. And you're like, yeah, but I was really thinking about how Avril Lavigne is dead and she's been replaced by a, a fake doppelganger. And they'd be like, oh, shit. No one's talking well, about the shot you miss anymore. Well, yeah, actually, uh, in, in that, that final shot, I decided to try to, uh, you know, arc my shot to, uh, deal with the, uh, Coriolis effect, which obviously does not exist. So I overcorrected and missed the shot. So next time I'll, you know, I'll be going back to playing on this flat earth of ours. What, Kyrie? What did you say? Anyway, bye. I saw, I saw the Mothman, uh, traveling around the out- outskirts of the, the arena. And so... I saw Slender Man coming out of the corner of my eye. That's Sixth Man who's always on the court. You know, you can't really see him if you're looking at him. So, um, yeah, I just saw him coming and I got a little, uh, a little scared. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. that's, that's fine. See, I mean, that's, that's, that's perfect. The thing is, though, I don't believe that from Kyrie Irvin for one second. I believe that Shaq was trolling the media when he said that he believed the earth was flat. I don't believe it from Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. I'm yeah. sorry. I he's wish just, I did. He's just super woke, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in ways that we are not. Hey, well, Mike, you want to stay with sports? All right, what do you got? Have you ever been kicked out of a, a sporting event of any kind? Ooh, sporting event. Um, I have been kicked out of an intramural game that I was playing in. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> uh, we're gonna pause this. Uh, how? Please, please uh, explain yourself. Uh, in in my younger days, I was a little bit um hot headed, mm-hmm. bit of an asshole, and I um. It was a disputed foul call, um, and uh, you know I, I may have had some choice words for the for the referee who for was, the who was also minimum, a student. Minimum wage earning student referee. Well, what's funny though is that I got I got kicked out of the the intramural game, but during that season I was also employed as an intramural ref in the same league, just on a different day. And so I got called into the office and he was like, you can't, you're a ref. You can't get kicked out of the game for berating other Another refs. ref. And I was like, yeah, but like, because I also ref, I know how bad he is at his job. That's fair. So. Just game recognized game. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Got to call out those errors like, when you see him. Be better. Be you better. Know? That's all you're, I'm saying. You're doing him a favor. Yeah. But you no, know, I mean, it was um not one of my finest moments. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, I haven't been, but um, I have been a part of a bachelor party that does dumb things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Michael, uh, so I'm going to read you a headline. 45 men dressed like Magnum P.I. got booted from a Tigers game for being jerks. So they were dressed like Magnum P.I., like full on, like fake mustaches. Some of them had Hawaiian actual shirts. Hawaiian shirts, the same Hawaiian shirt, actually. Oh. Red, palm tree. Uh, Fuck yes. They all have hats, sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, uh, non-pleat shorts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, 45 men for a bachelor that's, party. That's too, I don't know 45 people that I would want to celebrate my bachelorhood with. I don't know 45 people. Mm, that's a good point. You know? Mm-hmm. How yeah, the hell, so, like, whose bachelor party was this? Um... Well, Chris Tuccini is the groom's younger brother, so presumably someone named Tuccini. something Tuccini. Um, <laughs> so the group was ejected, according to Chris, because they one of them was smoking and they were catcalling all the women around them. Uh. Um, and says, I don't know how that made all of us guilty. It's just one of them was smoking and probably more than one of them was catcalling. Yeah. So um, here's here's the thing with like if you get a group of guys together. Right. There are they're going to be dicks. Right. And the more guys you get, like it goes up exponentially. If you get the 45 guys together, that is like like that's off the charts. That's like a that's like a 15. That's like if if you had a Richter scale, even a 15 fucking earthquake. Like you can't even measure that shit. Yeah. And I mean, the problem here is that they had 45 magnums. (laughs) It should have been one magnum P.I., the groom mm-hmm. and forty-four Higgins. <laughs> Magnum didn't have anyone to keep him in check. That's the thing. You know, if they had all been Higgins, mm-hmm. they would have been dressed in suits, looking sharp. Mm-hmm. And you got the one, the one bachelor Magnum. Yeah, that's but true. No. 
Why would you no all one... be dressed like Magnum? Shouldn't the Bachelor just be Magnum? I'd be well, pissed. My... Why were they all dressed like Magnum? Well, Michael, I'm pretty sure it's because they were all assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so here, like, it sounds like it would be a funny thing. Like, oh, let's all go to the baseball game dressed as Magnum. And, like, if somebody presented it to me like that, I would probably be like, okay, yeah, that's that's funny. But the problem is when people who actually do this end up being giant assholes. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the men right now. They do all look like giant assholes. And half of this group is, like, 45 plus. This is Ooh. a very old group. And it's at the, it was at a Detroit Tigers game? Tigers game, yeah. Man, and they're terrible this year, so they were probably half the crowd. <laughs> probably. They also, sorry, they did also include a cardboard cutout of, of Tom Selleck, which... Is a, I mean, I could, I'll take that one. But in that case, again, then, then there should have been 45 Higgins and the cardboard cut out of Tom Selleck. <laughs> I think a better choice would have been to everyone pick a Tom Selleck character and go as that. Ooh. Rather yeah. than just everyone be Magnum. And I don't like, I mean, it's mostly, I don't like, like, costume parties or theme parties. It's just like, I, I don't like gathering costumes. Um, but I would have participated in that. Mostly because I, like, I can grow a pretty bitch and mustache. I like theme parties. Uh, but I do not like, like, Halloween-type mm-hmm. parties, where it's, like, all open-ended. You can be literally anything. I, I need a theme. I need some kind of... I need structure. Constraints, you I know? Need, yeah, I need creativity in with, like, within constraints. Exactly. I'm, I'm not gonna... It's like, if someone tells me, like, or asks me, is like, hey, just tell me a joke. I can't do it. No. There's not a chance. Like, I might have, like, one go-to joke that I'll just tell all the time, but... uh What's your one so- go-to joke? It's more of a visual that. one, Uh-oh. so I can tell it for you, but no one else. No one else. <laughs> Back in your, when I was your younger, when I was younger, I used to really tell. I used to tell the joke. Um, what do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhinoceros? What an elephino? It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty racy joke for a young child. <laughs> I wasn't a, no, not when I was a child. When I was in like, oh okay, like. Middle or high school or something. 25. When I, when I was a young man of 32 years old. I mean, it's a pretty good one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just bad at thinking things off the cuff or like, or just like having jokes memorized. But like, if you give me a prompt, there's like something to work with. I'll, I'll tee, if you team me up, I'll knock it out. <laughs> you know? Well, Michael, uh, what do you got for me? You got any fun stories? Um, well, so. Falls here. Uh, is it? Because it's 90 degrees outside <laughs> and it's uh, 9.15 yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. It has been very warm. But theoretically speaking, falls here. And actually, it was very odd because last night, even though it was 90 today and 90 yesterday, last night it got down to like the 60s. And when I went out to walk the dogs this morning, there was apparently like a group of trees who decided that it was fucking fall. <laughs> and they literally dropped all of their leaves on the ground. But with fall comes things like pumpkin spice, earthing. Pump, pumpkin spice, earthing, yep. And also thing candy, right? Getting ready mm-hmm. for, for Halloween. Sure. Things like candy corn. Gross. Which, see, you say gross. I say delicious. Cool. Enjoy your uh, corn syrup nugget. <laughs> Dude, I would put away some candy corn. But somebody created a monstrosity oh, with weird. candy corn. Go go on. They took a DiGiorno pizza. Oh no, no, no. Yep. I don't they, like where this is. They going. topped it in just an entire bag of candy corn and then baked that motherfucker. No, no, Michael, no. Why? <laughs> um I when, don't... when will we as a people just realize like when enough of like so there are some lines that are there for your own safety. And you're not meant to cross them because you'll die. <laughs> I sent you a picture of this. This oh pizza. god they didn't even melt that's the thing they kind of did bar- they barely melted what are these made out of like nuclear grade co- candy corn and like <laughs> so people were like oh it was clearly just a joke and the person followed up and was like bank mm. fault with this shit the person was like no i definitely ate three slices and i became slightly ill from all the sugar slightly what i mean the giorno pizza has 10 pounds of sugar in it and then you added five more pounds of candy corn uh so would would you try how much how much money would you have to be tempted with to try a slice of candy corn DiGiorno pizza i mean honestly how big like a, a slice the normal slice yeah it's like a or normal like slice like, 
Well, for a DiGiorno, a normal slice is a quarter of the pizza because that's how you know you, how you do it. <laughs> if I were to cut um, the DiGiorno into six pieces and I gave you one of them, would you eat it? I mean, I would probably start at a hundred bucks, but you could talk me down to like twenty. <laughs> I would do it for free. Yeah, I'm I mean, you know, my, I mean, honestly, I'm going to open negotiations not that high because I don't. I mean, I would. I'm going to eat this thing if you put it in front of me. Just got a morbid curiosity, but holy shit, that looks gross. I'll say, here's the thing. I am on record as saying that, like. I love all pizzas. Like, there is no, no such thing as, as a bad pizza. Like, whenever such. people are like, oh, like, what are we going to order? I was like, I will literally eat anything. I have preferences, but I yeah. I don't want to be the one to make the decision because other people have qualms about certain things. So That's I fair. need to try a candy corn pizza to know if that is true or if this is the exception that proves the rule. Well, g- good news, my friend. <laughs> you can make this one for uh, approximately $11. <laughs> oh god shit i'll come up and try it with you whatever yeah next next time we're around we're just gonna make some candy corn pizza gross yeah let's do it i think it would have to be like i think i'd have to make my own because i don't think the tomato sauce and the candy corn really goes together michael you're gonna no you're gonna do this <laughs> like no fuck you you're obviously gonna eat this DiGiorno candy corn pizza. You have no option. I can't tell if it's just like a cheese DiGiorno pizza or if there's It looks like, like just a cheese DiGiorno. Just cheese, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if you threw some pepperonis in there, would that make it better or worse? I think it'd make it a lot worse, if I'm going to be honest with you. Because, like, <laughs> I promise you the DiGiorno pizza sauce has, like, a fuck ton of sugar in it. That's true. I think the, I think the extra protein would just make it really throw you off. <laughs> I think the grease mixed with all of that sugar would just be one of the worst combinations on this planet. I do have to say that, like, looking at the the cooked one, like, they did a great job of getting that that crust, like a nice crispy brown. Mm-hmm. Like my DiGiorno's don't look like that. That's because you're 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 a bad oven. I'm, chef. I'm a I'm bad at putting pizza in the oven. Mm-hmm. Oh, show be better. So uh, there, I don't have a lot to say about this story. Okay, but. It's more impressive than than anything else. Yeah. So this woman was arrested. Well, she was pulled over, actually, and because uh, there were reports of, of reckless driving. And so okay. they pulled her over and they were like, clearly she's on something. So they gave her field sobriety tests and she failed them. But she claimed that she hadn't been drinking. She just took some prescription medications um, so they took her in. <laughs> you can still drive under the influence of <laughs> prescription meds. but well, uh, Right. But they took her in and they were like, OK, well, we're going to have to give you a urine test. We're going to get you have to give us a urine sample um, so we can see what's actually in your system. So we know mm-hmm. if it's, you know, DUI, DWI, whatever the hell it is. Well, um, she couldn't give a urine sample. And so they tried to figure out why. And they discovered two syringes and a folded $20 bill inside of her vagina. In her vagina. In her vagina. Um, so then she said, yeah, okay, I can now provide a urine sample now that I am unclogged. Um, Wait, but, that's not how, never mind. Um, but she was she was still unable to give a urine sample. And uh, they found a third syringe and also a a white pill, which was an opioid of some sort. So this woman had uh, three syringes, a $20 bill, and one opioid pill. One um loose opi- opioid pill just uh, kind of floating around. No, up there. it was it was folded inside the twenty dollar bill. So essentially, <laughs> you know, kind of floating around. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of questions. Um, man, yeah, I mean, just logistically speaking, I don't think having things in your vagina would necessarily stop. I mean, would they? I don't know. This is off air. I'm asking. Yeah, I I don't know. I I told Rachel this story and and she didn't dispute that fact. What she actually was more concerned about was this trend it seems of women using their vaginas as like an extra pocketbook of some sort. <laughs> like <laughs> well, so that's actually something that's kind of funny because um I, I you might be familiar that pocketbook is a commonly used slang term for vagina. I I was not, but that's terrific. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, we have a friend who works as an ER doctor. You know, one of uh, one of my exes is a uh, a midwife, and the amount of people that she would just come home and tell, like, just yelling about their pocketbooks, was one of the funniest <laughs> things I ever experienced. <laughs> it actually reminds me of our one of our friends, the the ER, ER doctor. Um, some woman came in 
just zonked out of her mind on meds and like was complaining of like, you know, stomach pain. And <laughs> he did x-rays and found a bottle of Beano stuffed up her vagina. Beano? And like it, the stuff you take if you have gas? Yeah. Um, so she so, stuffed the whole bottle up there? Just right up there because she was horny in a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it wasn't even her Beano? No, it was in a CVS. She grabbed it, put it up there, forgot about it, walked around for a while, and then went to the Wait, hospital. Well, still high up. because she was uncomfortable. Back up. Mm-hmm. Back up. Horny in a CVS. We've she all been there. forgot about it? Yeah, man. Drugs. She was like in the CVS. She took the bottle of Beano, she put it up there, and then immediately mm-hmm. forgot about it. Maybe not immediately, but, you know, over the course of time and, you know, arousal fades <laughs> and, you know, just, uh, Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Michael, drugs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> one. I wonder how many units of drugs she had. Definitely more than one. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say more than one, and they were pretty fire, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of, of names for uh, for vaginas, I came across a story telling uh, or, uh, talking about how apparently Americans say the word twat wrong. And okay, British I people mean, are very upset about it. How, how does how does one pronounce that word? Well, apparently it's supposed to be twat, not just not sounds, twat. And it's it's just apparently funnier. Well, but apparently though, like twat, it can also be like an exclamation. Like you can like you can slap somebody like like on uh, like if they get like you could slap them on the face or give them like a like a twat on the nose. Well, that's like, a different word then. No, but it, it's, it's a different. Thing. It, it apparently is all part of the same. Same lexicon. Lexicon. Lexicon? Lexicon. This is just another example of Americans taking our motherland's language and making it better. Mm-hmm. I twat don't just think sounds so. stupid. I think twat. You think twat's better? Twat's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't particularly use the word often, but I don't know. I like the long A's. Well, I, I mean, I don't use the word either because it, it sounds so bad, right? But like the way this woman was describing it, it's it's a pretty common thing to use in 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 Britain. I mean, there's a lot of words that are pretty common to use in Britain that <laughs> I think just in general we avoid. Yeah, it's just the go way she the way she said Scottish it though. Twitter it sounds... and see how many c words you see flying around. You'll be, I mean, <laughs> you mean cuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again, just a hilarious. Like, hey, come on, God, it's funny. Uh, well, Michael, speaking of being high, um. I read a headline to you. Men and, and Britain, actually. Uh, men rescued from Scaffold Pike, unable to walk due to cannabis. Ooh. Words fail us, say police, after four men had to be helped down from England's highest mountain. <laughs> so they got really high and then decided to climb a mountain, or they climbed the mountain and then got really high and couldn't figure out how to get down? I think they climbed the mountain and then became incapable of walking due to cannabis use, <laughs> and then they called the police. That's a lot of cannabis. Yeah. Like, I haven't smoked much in my life. I've smoked a couple of times where I was incapable of, like, human thought and interaction. <laughs> um, and I just hated it, and I just went to sleep. Um, if... If I knew I was going to be on a mountain, or anywhere near a mountain, if I was currently on a mountain, <laughs> I would be pretty careful with my uh, my cannabis intake. I don't know. I mean, so, like, especially if they were doing, like, edibles or something like that. I mean, being high in nature is pretty great. And they probably thought, like, oh, if we go up here, the view will be awesome. And imagine if we were high, the view will be even better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... They just got too high. How paranoid do you think you would have to be to, one, be too afraid to try to walk down the mountain and just, like, too ter- too terrified to move, but also not paranoid enough to call the cops to help you out of the situation? <laughs> what is the, I would say, what is the uh, legal status of weed in They England? said, I mean, I, I don't know about the legal status of weed in general. I think it's not, certainly not as criminalized as here in the U.S., but, um... <laughs> They said no arrests had been made in connection with this incident. This might be significant cost and effort of getting helicopters and the mountain rescue team to go uh, save them from the top of this mountain. I didn't even know there were mountains in England. This was a uh, 3,200-foot peak. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's a pretty good mountain. Mm-hmm. So they must have gotten up there and then decided to it, it, So it said 
they were rescued from the mountain after becoming incapable of walking due to cannabis use. So I think I think they were either midway up or all, like near the top before they started just ripping that ripping that weed. Man, so, I just, uh, the other day, um, a couple weeks ago, I ate an edible and we were watching mm-hmm. a movie, mm-hmm. and I really wanted ice cream, and I was worried about going to the store across the street to get ice cream. But just worried you wouldn't make it, or worried that someone would notice that you were no, just just uh, just worried that I don't know what I was worried about. I was worried that I either I I just wouldn't be able to. I would get to the store and forget why I was there, or like I wouldn't be able to complete the transaction of giving them money and then them giving me ice cream. I don't know. I was just like, I want ice cream and I don't have any. And Rachel's like, just go across the street and get ice cream. And I was like, I don't know if I can. I can't can even imagine being on a mountain. No, especially on a mountain with no ice cream. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Would have called the cops to bring me ice cream. <laughs> I don't need you to rescue me. I need you to bring me some Ben and Jerry's The Tonight Dough ice cream. <laughs> Please. But, you know, if you want to bring me down at the end of it, it's, let's not call it. It's not a rescue. I will. I insist it not be called a rescue. <laughs> but I gonna need that ice if cream. you want to sit up here and share the ice cream with me and then we can go down together by you carrying me down there it's that not a rescue fun. though that's just a buddy system cannot insist enough not a rescue just have i just need a friend just need a good pal on this mountain on this hill <laughs> did you get your ice cream michael i did i got my ice cream and i think i ate the whole pipe wow okay yeah this oh, was yeah, you had yourself you had yourself a night, huh? Yeah, this this was this was before I, I got back on the keto diet. Sure. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> do we do we want to talk about Yeah, it I don't I mean the, the NFL stuff just it, it kind of pisses me off because yeah. so forever, for years, I've been like go to you go to sporting events, especially when I had tickets to the Bulls and I would go to multiple games a year. You know, yeah. probably like 20 to 25 games. And like every time when they had this national anthem and everyone stands up, we'd be like, why do we do this? This is absurd. I could see if it was like the World Cup, the Olympics. Those things make sense because you're like playing for your country. So it makes sense to have the national anthem for your country. But at a game between the Bulls and the fucking Indiana Pacers, like, Yes, we're in America. We all we all from America. Like we know, we literally just had a game yesterday where we did this, right? And I was like, most of the time, I wouldn't even bother to stand up because I'm like eating my nachos or some shit. And it's like, I don't got time for this. This is stupid. And it's honestly, I mean, like it's so cynical that like we're we all like the only time you stand for the anthem or even hear the anthem for the most part is at these sporting events because. Yeah. Like, it's an easy thing to just, like, get bought into. It doesn't mean anything. If you're at home, you're not standing for it. You don't even hear it, generally. You might hear it on bigger games. Um, but it's also, like, you know, we've tied the military into our, like, paid sporting events so much. Like, you know, the Pentagon What's the military pays, pays for? Yeah, the military pays for it. They Like, the military pays for flyovers, like... it's just such an easy thing to like it's like this faux patriotism that just gets people pumped up and like for some reason it ties the flag just to the military rather than to everything else the flag also stands for yeah it just i mean well and i mean you can kind of see why it happens i mean like it's like the commercials on tv where they try and make the you know the marines or the navy sound like the coolest thing ever they want people to enlist they want people to continue to support um, Congress giving them seven hundred billion dollars while we're arguing about a couple hundred billion to not kick thirty-two million people off of their health care, and it's right. just like it's absurd. Like Lindsey Graham today said, "Spend you know healthcare spending is getting out of control. Eventually, we're going to spend more on Medicaid than we will on the military." And it's like, cool. yes, Lindsey, sounds, we, we should. Sounds kind of ideal. Like you know, <laughs> what's the best way to protect people? Make sure that when they get sick, they don't die from treatable and preventable diseases. Right. And, like, the the shitty thing is that, like, most politicians would spin that, oh, you're attacking the mil- like the budget for the military? That means you don't support our troops. It's like, no, nah, I just don't think we need, like, 19 aircraft carriers or to the, the ability to send the troops 
like to Afghanistan for like the 18th year in a row. But that, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just uh, not to get too, too much more into just like the anthem stuff, but like, I think I've seen probably upwards of a hundred or so Facebook posts about the anthem or like the NFL protests, whatever on both sides. Um, and I've tried not to wade into them too much, but like, I think I saw two posts about Equifax losing our, the entirety, like half of this country's like right. private data, like social security numbers, credit card numbers, addresses, like all their security questions. No one gave a shit about that. Yep. And like, that is something that like, that's, that literally affects you on a personal deep level. Like mm-hmm. your entire financial identity and history got leaked by a company with no accountability and no permission from you to use it. And no one gives a fuck about that. They right. care about black athletes with legitimate, like, you know, protests disrespecting "quote unquote" the anthem and the flag. Which well, and are- then the other the other side of it is that all these people who have found uh they found that they can take the other side and use that as like good PR, like Jerry Jones right. and Shad Khan, who gave a million dollars to Donald Trump for his um campaign, and it's like. All these people are just like, oh no, look, I'm I'm cool because I'm I'm down with these the protests, and they're just hijacking it and completely just undermining the actual thought behind it in the first place. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, is very cynically and for business purposes doing the quote unquote right thing, supporting your players, like wrong or right and i mean like even jerry jones like you know i first saw the picture of them like kneeling and i I didn't realize like they kneeled before the anthem yes they kneeled to pray before the anthem and then they locked arms during the anthem and stood up. yeah which okay but it was it's it's also even like they got booed in dallas for kneeling before the anthem started (laughs) uh which it just goes to show you is like this isn't about the flag it's about you know who these people are and also, Jerry yeah. Jones made the decision to, um, I can't remember the guy's name, Greg Hardy. He made the decision to sign him after he was arrested on domestic violence charges for beating his girlfriend and throwing her on a bed full of guns. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, good people. Mm-hmm. So, just, you know, it's hard to really take these these people at, you know, face value when they when they claim that they're doing something good. Right, and that's right. just that just goes to show you the how broken the NFL and professional sports is. It's just <sighs> domestic violence doesn't matter, but people right. who are taking, I think, a very principled stand in a way that doesn't hurt anybody, doesn't affect anyone else, realistically, mm. that get yelled at for being un-American. Which I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. Rachel said something funny because. You know, I haven't watched the NFL really the last two years for a variety of reasons. One, you know, Jameis Winston, known rapist, being number one overall draft pick, the Greg Hardy thing, all the domestic violence that they just like give people a slap on the wrist. But also because the NFL just kind of sucks. Sucks. The games aren't good. Yeah. And it's like, why why am I going to spend my time watching this when it's one, not good. And two, I don't really like supporting any of the the team like owners or front offices yeah and actually i think your your brother-in-law posted an interesting article about the nfl business model and mm. them having absolutely no incentive to put a good product right. out on the field and like be interesting it's like okay we're just gonna throw five yard like outs every play mm. like just be shitty um it's like yeah the nfl is <laughs> boring and sucks it's just you know the like the the owners only exist to move the teams around. They have no loyalty to their fans. They take public money. It's just mm. it's just a shitty game. Who gives a shit? Well, yeah, and then so like Donald Trump came out with a thing where he's saying that people should boycott the NFL because people are kneeling. And Rachel was like, "Well, shit. Now I feel like I should watch the NFL to like go against Trump." But then I mean, I'm at this also point, though, like people are boycotting the NFL like. <laughs> Everyone's just boycotting the NFL. It's like, okay, like the people who like think the flag is being disrespected, they're going to boycott the NFL. The people who just don't give a shit about the NFL are like passively boycotting it. Then also just people who believe that, you know, the black players in the NFL and like who have like are taking a legitimate stand, they're going to boycott the NFL because they don't think the like the owners and like the league is, you know, perspective. It's like, yeah, just I, I wouldn't give a shit if the NFL just died because everyone just stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's going to die because 
literally it every sucks. player has CTE and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, like you said something earlier, though. I mean, it completely overshadowed everything else that's actually important, like the fact that Puerto Rico has no power and they've had to evacuate pretty much all of the island because of the dam. Uh, the Virgin Islands have gotten hit again. Um, you know, it, it's just. Yeah, that was something. No one's like, talking I, I, about any of this stuff. I posted something about that. Uh, it was like literally, I think over the weekend in a two-day span, Trump had tweeted twenty times about sports, seven times about healthcare, mostly slamming his own party, and then uh, he he tweeted three times about Puerto Rico. Finally, uh, but it was mostly to call them out for their debt to Wall Street, then that it must be dealt with. <laughs> what the shit? Yeah, like hey, like, <laughs> like we kick kick them one like while they're down, like. And then he said, did you see the thing he said where he was like, oh, it's out in the middle of the ocean. You can't just drive your trucks out there and help them out. It's like, he just said it's in the middle of an ocean, yeah. a very big ocean. It's like, I mean, yeah, the ocean's pretty big, but it's pretty close. And we and have like, boats and planes, you know, the same things we use for everything else. Yeah. And I mean, what is it? The Mercy, the the Red Cross ship that we have or the Navy medical ship that mm-hmm. he hasn't sent? It's like, there are things you can be doing. Mm-hmm. We have like these big old water trucks that, you know. Go on the on the ocean, the big mean old ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I don't know. It's like I've read a lot about like Trump. Just I think we've talked a little bit about this in the past. We're breaking our our no Trump embargo, but um, you know, like he purposely is divisive and attacks in- institutions that people care about and like rely on. Like right now, it's the NFL. You know, like as much as it's a flawed product, it's also a you know, cultural touchstone. A lot of people watch it. It's important to their lives. And like, he's just attacking it. It's like, it's, it's this constant barrage of not focusing on things that actually matter to the country, but like that focusing on things that we care about and saying that they're bad for some reason or another. So like, you never, like, I've just been on edge for like the last like three months. It's like, Oh, what, what's going to happen next? What's the president going to get us into now? Well, for I no mean, reason. and it really highlights the fact that he thinks that the end all and be all for, whether things are good or bad is ratings ratings yeah it's like oh you know the, the thing about the arnold schwarzenegger and the apprentice the ratings were were terrible and the nfl's ratings are terrible and every news network he doesn't like the ratings are terrible or the failing new york times because their subscriptions are down it's like that isn't the measure of whether things are good or bad is how many people are watching it or reading it like right there and it's just like that's what he thinks that that's the way he thinks and it, it's it's so disturbing on like a fundamental level but yeah and i mean i honestly I th- like i mean like it, it's funny to me for a man who's obsessed with ratings like i think those inflammatory tweets and like talking about hashtag stand for our anthem like one of his tweets like he got something like ninety two thousand like likes and retweets, which mm-hmm. you know it was is big for him right now. Um, but uh, like LeBron James's tweet about him being a bum yeah. got like triple that, yep. which is like that's just fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I'm a big fan of the new LeBron James. Uh, he he does seem to not give a fuck, which I'm, no. I'm yeah, fine he with. used to be a lot more image conscious which i understand you know when you're he's reached a point where it's like he can be that way now he can say what he actually thinks and feels because he's you know fucking lebron james um and so i appreciate that he's actually i I, you know i appreciate the nba players coming out and saying it because they know that they're being supported though by the by their ownership and their coaches yeah i'm actually kind of excited about what the nba season is going to (laughs) bring I mean, the NBA, the Clippers got their owner fired or right. made him sell the team because he had some he was recorded saying some some racist things. And it's like it's also a slumlord right. asshole who, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a bad but man like, all around. I mean, the NBA, um, you know, whatever you think about the, the NBA as like a, a product of sports, you know, a lot of people don't like basketball or don't like the NBA basketball. But as far as like a socially conscious league. They've kind of been at the forefront of this for for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. So, uh, you have anything funny that we can talk about? Yeah, yeah. Um, you want you want to talk about clowns? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not funny. 
This one's pretty funny. Okay. So apparently Burger King and Burger King Russia uh wants the Oof, movie it. I can't even imagine what food at Burger King Russia must be. So actually uh, one of our friends Oded um he took an MBA trip to to Russia a couple years ago and uh, I remember him saying that uh, I can't remember if it was Burger King or McDonald's which will come up in this story later but like they were eating nothing but Russian food like on their trip and it was so bland and shitty <laughs> they were like they just saw a like McDonald's or a Burger King and just all just like feasted and it was like the first like time of the trip that they tasted like good food uh oh, wow, good that food is, like oof. yeah so it might be fine dining <laughs> overall Russia way. but Russian dressing is so delicious I don't know Russian dressing is really good uh <laughs> vodka pretty tasty you know just I, I think that's most of the meals there it's just just vodka mm-hmm. yeah it makes yeah. sense um but apparently Burger King Russia wants the movie it banned because quote Pennywise the clown is an exact copy of McDonald's rival clown but shouldn't that be good for Burger King, if McDonald's mascot is seen as a murderous clown who murders children, like wouldn't that drive people away from McDonald's and towards Burger King? So they feel that it is undue product placement and advertising for McDonald's and that the image of a clown enticing children, luring children in with a balloon uh, is just free advertising for McDonald's and kids will just associate that clown with a balloon it's just they just really want to get in there, get in that ball pit, get some nuggies. What children are seeing it? Children should not be seeing it. I don't know what it's rated, but it's definitely should be rated not children. Brave Russian kids who are just <laughs> drunk as shit, Michael. What, what do you think? <laughs> They're not soft ass little American like little turds. <laughs> but I, I love fuck. the idea that like you would see a movie where a clown lures children down into a sewer. And then I assume terrorizes them and or murders them. Somebody would Maybe. see that and be like, you know what? I think that might make people want to go to McDonald's. There's just something funny. Just like uh, to me, I'd be like if I was Burger King Russia, I would play up the Pennywise Ronald McDonald exactly. connection. Just be like, I know Burger King used to have like the Sneak King, who was just his, his own significant brand of creepy. Um, <laughs> I love that yeah. fucking commercials, though. Yeah, they're, they're very good. Um, but yeah, like this is not free marketing for for McDonald's. Like this should be easy viral marketing wins for Burger King. Yeah, for sure. Just like, hey, just we're like, not murderous clowns. Yeah, boom. Just have a you know a a nice juicy Big Mac floating down a you know a river down the gutter. A little kid chasing after, and then Pennywise pops up in the in the gutter, and the kid's like, "No thanks, I'll go get a Whopper, asshole," and just walks away and gets a fucking Whopper. Bites into a into a Happy Meal, and all of a sudden, it's blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Should have oh, gone to Burger King. Like these are great. I mean, like the, the, it just writes itself. Yeah, not a lot of creativity in the Russian marketing world, apparently. But yeah, apparently they. Uh, <laughs> I just love that the idea, like Russia, <laughs> Russia is so shitty and people are so like just depressed there that they see a murderous clown and they're like, yeah, I guess so. I'm going to eat there. Oh, yeah. Whatever this murderous clown has to sell, I'm going to buy it. You know what? Because it's not a grizzly bear. So. And you know what? Honestly, maybe this clown will fucking kill me and end this horrible existence. <laughs> Good lord. God, it reminds me of Kate McKinnon's character on SNL, where she plays like the old Russian <laughs> lady who's like, just tells the stories about how her sister got eaten by a dog. And you're like, oh, yo, that's that's horrible. And she's like, yes, she got off easy. <laughs> she got off easy. Oh, man. Have you eaten at a Burger King recently or in it's... the past like years? ever it's been a long time i haven't really i haven't done fast food other than taco bell uh in a long time i haven't done a lot of chain restaurants in a while Mm -hmm. i I, I don't know i just haven't it's weird because every once in a while i'll i'll crave like a mcdonald's cheeseburger because i'm pretty sure that they put crack in it yeah but like i've never craved anything from burger king except for a croissant which yeah the croissant which i i I want that Mm -hmm. i think my pro like i i 
I never like the like fake flame broil f- like marks mm-hmm. on burger yeah, no, burgers. Like no. they have that like a bad charred flavor on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like cooked into them. Just sprinkle some uh, crack on it, like McDonald's, and fucking call some, it a day. Some greasy crack on there, mm-hmm. and then uh, the breakfast. Like I want the croissant, which, but like it's literally double the price of a McDonald's breakfast. Well, they they used to do this. Is, they'd always fuck me. Right there was a McDonald's, there was a Burger King like right near my old job, and they would always have the uh, two for four dollar croissantwiches. Sure, one of them was three seventy nine. I was like, well, I have to get two, but if I eat two croissantwiches, I'm going to literally die at my desk. Yeah, very bad for the. Heart. So I'd have to get two though, because it's only twenty one cents more, and then I would have to give it away to someone. So now they're also going to have a heart attack. Yeah, that's fair. And that's the thing. I mean, like for McDonald's, like. It's going to kill you one way or another. If you eat enough of it, it's going to kill you. At least Pennywise kills you pretty quick, I have to assume. I have not seen the film yet. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it tomorrow. So actually, it will be yesterday when this releases. Man, what a time loop. Yeah, I mean, I I have to assume he he kills you. Mm -hmm. Probably pretty badly. Probably. But at least it's over with. When I was a kid, I used to absolutely love the French toast sticks. Oh, yeah, man. Who didn't? Yeah, but I best. had them. I had them recently. I ordered them there because I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm feeling nostalgic," and I got some. Fucking awful. They're terrible. Well, Michael, much like <laughs> much like most of the millennial nostalgia products that uh, <laughs> have been marketed to our generation in the last three years, like yeah, the things we remembered as our ki- as children as being awesome suck very badly, like and we should worse. never like them. They probably got very much worse. Mm. I mean, Burger King is a company in decline. <laughs> Fast food in general's in decline. Yeah, because I can just go to Zaxby's mm-hmm. in and out five minutes, get those delicious, delicious you. chicken tenders. Yeah. Oh, ooh, welcome to the South with Players Play. Um, I, I messed that up. Um, <laughs> I'm riding on the streets like every day. Yeah, dipping that Zax sauce like every day. When I was in Alabama, I did hit the... Uh, I did hit the trifecta, the southern trifecta, though, of barbecue, Zaxby's, and Publix chicken tender sub. That's, yeah, you, you, you hit them all. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Was it good barbecue? Oh, man, it was really good. Well, next time you're in Alabama, you should you should look for a Raising Cane's. Mm-hmm. Might, be, might beat Zaxby's. Well, I was in Decatur, Alabama, which mm-hmm. is apparently the, uh, like, the restaurant that created the, the white Alabama sauce. Really, um, I do like it that. It was called like Fat Fat Willie's Rib Shack or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, I went there, got the got the chicken because they say that the 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 white sauce is best on the chicken. Apparently, I mean, I I, I like a, lot, a good white sauce on pulled pork. Also, it's mm-hmm. pretty tasty. Yeah, it was it was pretty delicious. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, well, great, Michael. I'm glad mm-hmm. you had a nice little trip down here, down old Southway. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to see you. It's pretty sad. Yeah, well. Yeah, here we are. Well, Michael, you want to close us out? Um, yeah, I have a, I have a, a fun little, little F my life. Okay, hit me with it. Today, I fell asleep in class and woke up an hour later. My teacher let me sit there till I woke up to see what my face would like would be like waking up to a new class. I wouldn't even notice. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like, what? Fuck you! <laughs> like, if I woke up in a completely new class. Like not a chance in hell I'd notice. Really? It, uh, not right away. It would. It probably take me like fifteen minutes, and then I would just get up and leave. That's a good point because I don't think that I. When I went to class, I never talked to anyone in in the other in in the room with me. Hell no. I would not recognize anyone. I'd nope. just be like, oh wow, I I didn't sleep as long as I thought. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Like if I, if I didn't wake up while everyone was leaving and like banging around and like leaving the the auditorium, like. Not a chance. No way. That's actually a pretty deep sleep, though. Mm-hmm. If you've slept through everyone getting up and leaving, and then a new set of class coming in. If anything, that teacher didn't wake you up because they were being very polite. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, this kid clearly needs sleepies. Clearly they're sleepy. They must have been at uh, BYU, where you can't, <laughs> get that, can't get that sweet, sweet caffeine. Well, now they can, Michael. BYU just said that they uh, they're going to allow uh, caffeinated drinks in the beverage in the dining halls. They just changed their policy. Their dean put out a letter. BYU is going to be lit, son. Fucking lit. 
But I don't think they can have coffee. I think it's just caffeinated soft drinks. Yeah, because they, they, you can't do uh, warm warm beverages at all, right? I don't know about that. I think it's I think it's just caffeinated beverages. I thought it was like no warm coffee or tea. God, oh, how do they do it? I mean, I'm not a big warm drinks guy in general, which is why I only just recently got into coffee. But um, I feel like I could live without them. Hot drinks, which Latter-day Saints understood to mean coffee and tea, are not for the body or belly, the revelation explained. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So no no hot drinks. Okay, fair enough. Um well, Michael, do you uh you want to close it out? I do have a shower thought that I can maybe leave this with. I'll leave it. I'll yeah, I'll save it to the end. Okay. Oh. Do you want to keep going on that one or do you want to just close yeah, it out? I'm good. Okay. Well, Michael, I think that's gonna do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Uh I've had a great time talking with you. Um, if you've liked this episode of the show, you can find out more information about it on goodbuddymedia.com. You can also learn more about our other show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, which Michael and I do with our good friend Curtis. We're breaking down every single episode of the hit show 24. And, uh, this week we just got to the finale. Uh, things popped off. Uh, Curtis finally learned what an unstoppable murder storm Jack Bauer can be. And, uh, we think you'd like it. We've heard from fans of this show who have never seen 24, even to this day, that (laughs) they, they love that show. They enjoy it, uh, just cause we're just goofing on it and having a pretty good time. So, uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on all the social medias at TILPcast. Um, and, uh, you know, you can follow us there. You can become friends with our or follow our our uh, our page on Facebook. Um, the other thing that you can do to really help us out is to, uh, you know, find us on your favorite podcast app and subscribe and like and give us a comment, um, especially if you listen on iTunes. That's a really great way for us to move up the charts and kind of get more visible to everyone else. Um and then also on our uh, Twitter or Facebook posts, if you could retweet those um, or share those, uh, that's a really great way for us to get out in front of more people. Um, and, you know, if you have any comments about the show or any good stories you, you'd like us to talk about, uh, you can send it to us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com or uh, comment on one of our on our posts on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Mike, you want to tell us about uh, the Two Pods a Day campaign that we're working on? Yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know about a campaign that we're doing, uh, which is called Two Pods a Day. Um, it aims to introduce uh, our podcast listeners with uh, some more independent podcasts, um, and hence the name Two Pods a Day. There will be two independent podcasts every day that will be highlighted for the entire month of October. So... Um, you know, it's a great way to get some extra visibility to uh, some more podcasts um, to help you find some some other good podcasts to listen to. Uh, it's a whole kind of slew of different types of podcasts, you know, comedy, news, um, basically any type of podcast you like to listen to. There will probably be one in there for you. So, um, you know, you can check it out at hashtag two pods a day, the number two and then pods a day. Or you can go to two pods a day. Um, dot com to find more information about that so uh yeah keep yeah. an eye out for that in october yeah and uh, as part of that michael and i had to, to uh listen and review uh three you know other uh podcasts and uh we really like them there's one focused on history one kind of on on tech one on you know lgbtq culture and i think all of them were uh, really interesting we learned a lot we enjoyed them so um you know just keep keep a lookout you know we'll talk about this more as we move into october and as we get featured but uh you know we would love to uh help spread the word of some other independent podcasts so uh if you can you know we'll be on the lookout for that and take a listen if you want to um so michael i think that's gonna do it for us this week on trends in low places want me to hit you with a little, quick little shower thought please do Okay, this comes from T. Pierre on Twitter. When body switching becomes possible, the first person I'm going to switch with is a big bootied, highly respected stripper. Hashtag shower thoughts. <laughs> I, love, I love how they they added in the highly respected. Highly respected. Highly respected. I don't want any. I don't want any lowly respected big a squad only. Yeah. A squad only. Yeah. I don't want some C-Squad big booty stripper who's just like, oh, I don't respect that person at no, all. Not even a little bit. They also well, don't Michael, specify a- whether it's a female or male stripper. Nope. Don't care. Just big butt. How a lot of respect. You know, they That's never it. talk about a big booty male stripper. Yeah. Please. Give me those thunder buns.
It's all I want. It's always like, you know, whenever you see a whenever you see a male stripper, it's always pretty much the same. It's like a jacked dude, you know, and he just all they all look the same. Right. With female strippers, there's a big range. You got you got small girls, you got big girls, you got tall, you got short. You know, there's a whole a whole slew. I feel like there needs to be more body types represented by male strippers. Yeah, give me a big old fat guy. Right. Get Chris Farley up there with uh, what's his face. Or maybe Damn, like a nice, nice toned dude. But, you know, he maybe maybe he's got a maybe he's got the big butt and thighs. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. a guy who's like kind of skinny, but also kind of has a dad bod and maybe has brown hair and a little bit of scruff and he's about 6'3", you know? See, Mike, Michael, I see what you're doing. <laughs> you're talking about yourself. I'm just saying, if I could make money being a stripper, I probably would. Yeah, I just want something like the deli counter at the grocery store, you know? Just give me thick, thin, thin <laughs> slice. Allow me to... Yeah, you know, Allow just, me to sample it before I figure decide whether just, I want the whole just thing. A or not. Yeah. Just whatever. Yeah. No big deal. Michael, I think that's gonna do it for us <laughs> since we got trends in low places. It's been lovely talking with you. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love you too. Doodles. Doodles.